This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the family with Alex Bernard Rasmussen and Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back. L.A. Nickel join us as well right after this. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Alex is here. Andy's here. Catherine's at home because there are construction people at home. L.A. Nick is probably... Passed out in a ditch somewhere. You know. As we does. don't know where he is. I thought I saw his car in the parking lot, but I was absolutely wrong. It was not his car, obviously. Hmm. Which, you know, makes it difficult, but you know what I'm saying. I do. So, in any case, Timmy Lammers with us, though, isn't he? Yes. Timmy! Hey, Tommy. I'm stepping in for L.A. Nick, apparently. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. You're stepping in on L.A. Nick. I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> oh, I love to laugh. I was just laughing, laughing laughing with Andy 
uh, a oh, minute yeah. ago. Um, uh, that you know, thank God, Doug Sprintall. He turned you on to the Babylon Bee. He turned me on to the Babylon Bee. Yes. God, daily, daily laugh from from the Babylon Bee. That's all I can say. Yeah, it, I mean that is very, very funny. And uh, I, uh, <clears throat> the one I passed along to Andy, is uh, a, from a quote unquote uh, Instagram post from. Alyssa Milano, that I would love for you to see. Yeah, I did see it. it I saw it. Oh, you did? Yep. <laughs> in, a push, in a push for inclusivity, actors across Hollywood resigned from their roles today and took a pledge never to take a role where they have to act like someone that they are not. <laughs> yeah, well, that's acting right there, isn't it? There's some good acting. You can't be anyone who you're not really in real life. For real. It's the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. My favorite line in there was, um, Marvel in particular has been hit hard, and the company is currently frantically searching for people who have actual superpowers or are real Norse gods to play their big roles. They did manage to find an actual raccoon and a live tree to play Rocket and Groot, respectively. Wishing Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel good luck in their future careers. Sorry, you're out. You're human. Get out. I would, I would pay to see... Um, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, except it's just an actual raccoon. You got a tree. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to find someone with, like, green skin. That might be difficult. And then a guy with blue skin and purple skin. Hmm. It's a logistical nightmare. A logistical nightmare. I do see raccoons climbing trees every day in my backyard, so that's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right there. There you go. And you won't have to pay them as much either. No. They get paid in our neighbor's garbage. There are a few actors still left in major roles after this, with Larry David being allowed to continue to play himself in Curb Your Enthusiasm, among others. Mm -hmm. Now, here's my favorite quote from the deal, from the story. (laughs) Actors should not be allowed to act like someone else, since this is appropriating the culture, thoughts, acts, and attitudes of a different person, said Alyssa Milano in an Instagram video. I would also like to apologize for the times I've acted like I'm someone that I'm not, from the time that I was pretending to be a witch, even though I am not really a witch, to the time... <laughs> Wait, that's the only role I can remember. I'm I sure they had it. a few more. I'm sorry for those, too. <laughs> I, it's just, I think it's just... It is getting so ridiculously stupid out there now. I can't even tell you. Uh I mean, it is insane. It's it's literally gotten to be insane. There is no doubt about that. Uh. Well, it's called the slippery slope. I mean, where does it end? You know, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, you start on this path. Yep. It's got to end somewhere, but it just doesn't. And uh, then you you have these people at the Babylon Bee. And you know, the interesting thing is, I I, I picked up on something. Uh, I forget what it was last week on Twitter. And I'm a fr- I'm shocked, I should say, that the cancel culture hasn't gone after the Babylon Bee because God knows they've pissed off enough. Bees. Well, the thing you can't the only power cancel culture has is threatening employers to fire employees. If employers didn't listen, then they would have no power whatsoever because they don't actually do anything. They just whine to people, and then those people immediately bend the mob and, you know, do their will. But if no one actually obeyed them, then there would be no cancel culture. 
That is true. So it's like, that yeah, who do you, how do you cancel the Babylon Bee? They're not going to fire themselves. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are brilliant. <laughs> They're just brilliant. Oh, my God. I don't know. How long have they even been around? I mean, because, again, I hadn't heard about them until... Not very. Doug Sprintball brought them up. Let's see. Babylon B, 2016. Uh. They're only four years old. What's happened to the onion? I still laugh at the I was going to say, it's like the onion, basically, but... Uh, the Onion got bought by some political advo- advocacy group a couple of years back, and got really bad. Oh, so they're so they're going soft on, on yeah, uh, very much satire so. now. Yep, exactly. So uh, run that by me again. What happened? Uh, the Onion. Let's see. I don't. Who was it bought by? Let's see. They were bought by Go Media, which runs. Let's see. Jezebel, Kotaku, uh, The Root, if any of you know what any of those are, those are all extremely far-left publications. Um, it's basically it's just owned by a massive media conglomerate that's now telling them what they can and cannot say. Oh, no. Yep. Pretty amazing. I know. Well, thankfully we have a, an, an outlet like the Babylon Bee to step up and take their place. Yeah. Who doesn't I think love there's the another one, too. I don't know which one, but yeah. Well, there's a bunch of them. There's the purple hamster or whatever the hell. You don't <laughs> the about... purple hamster. That might actually be what it's called. Uh, no. Wendy knows what I'm talking about. I'm sure she'll chime in. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. That just Babylon B is the fastest-growing one by far. I think they were smart because when they first started, it was pretty much Christian content. It was all, you know, I don't know. I'm not really in that culture anymore, so I don't know what exactly they would be referencing anymore. So right. Like, I don't know, the Pope. But uh, they, yeah, they used to just be stuff for Christians by Christians. And then they realized that if they started being stuff for everyone by Christians, then they could get a whole lot more of an audience. And they were right. And it just may, amazes me so much that everybody is hung up on skin color and gender and religion. And the, it's like, would you calm down for Christ's sake? Relax. We'll get there. I mean, everything that's not like me sucks. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. If you're not just like me, you suck. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, duh. Other than that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's like, the 19, it's like the 19th century, but with more murder. <laughs> that's what the deal is yeah you might be right you might be right about that velvet hamster wendy did chime in what's the a velvet, velvet hamster it's a website that's very similar to the babylon bee she knows all that stuff <clears throat> you're such a genius that's all i have to say to you sister you know what i mean yes that's all i have to say to her she's she's as good as it gets you know what i mean Mental health, how not to be on Twitter. Yeah. That's one of their articles on the Velvet I feel like that's probably why I have such low stress in my life, because I don't have a Twitter account. Yeah, it, it really is the worst place in the world. That probably is true, <laughs> isn't it? RoboCop, digitally recut as Robo. <laughs> it's just it can't a, be a, it's cop. a picture of a robot drinking beer Sorry. on the couch. No cop for you, buster. Pelosi and Schumer pledge to honor whatever his name is. Whatever whose name is. Oh, you didn't hear about that? George Kyle or whatever they called it? What did they call him? You didn't hear about that? 
I don't think so. Oh, uh, yeah, she called George Floyd George Kirby recently. Oh, that's right, oh, George no. Kirby. That's George right. Kirby. I don't even is George Kirby a real person? Was where does a, that come from? George Kirby was a black comedian in the nineteen sixties. Oh, okay, I see. Well, the I guess that's a understandable mistake then off the cuff yeah but it was 50 years ago I well mean. she her prime was 50 years ago so oh that's a good point that's a very good point actually i don't know we shall see what the situation is but uh, uh yeah I, the whole thing i just the whole thing is all i have to say to you to everyone actually hmm. i don't know um Oh, we got to take a break in a second here. I suppose we should stay on top of that, I would imagine. But yes. did you look up George Kirby? Yes. He's kind of an overweight black comedian. Uh, yes. He was actually very funny, too. I remember him being very funny. Back well, he was day. overweight, and then apparently he lost some poundage in prison. I didn't remember he went to. What did he go to prison for? Selling coke and heroin. Okay, well, that'll do it yeah. uh, if you sell coke and heroin. we got to take a break here. We'll be right back. Timmy Lammers with us with the family. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So we met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Timmy Lammers with us today. And uh, one of my favorite things that I saw was on, I only saw it on Newser, though, the Newser website, which is a pretty far left website. But they, in general, you know, they're going to, They'll definitely take sides, but they don't really, you know, go straight after people a lot. Maybe they do, or maybe I just don't read those articles or something. But one of the greatest headlines of all time, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast, and I mentioned it this morning on the on the KQ Morning Show. Boris Johnson says, let's be honest, the British are the fattest people in Europe other than the Maltese. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that so much. And I looked he, it up, and he's he's right. He's right. Yeah, it Andy sounds it ridiculous, up. but it's true. He's about as liked as Trump is in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Now well, you can well. understand why, I guess. What are you going to do? Are the Maltese people offended by that? I don't know. <laughs> well, they are the fattest country in the EU, so you can't be too offended. So he was stating fact. Yes. He was stating fact, yep. Somehow Malta is the fattest country in the EU. I never would have guessed, but it's true. I, I don't understand what the situation There's a situation where um, I don't... I don't know. I don't quite get how many Maltese people are there. That's a good question. Yeah, there can't I don't think be that it's many. Huge. Malta's not. Yeah. Malta has a population of five hundred thousand. So it's about two cities worth of people. Oh, really? So it's five hundred thousand. There's five hundred thousand Maltese people. Apparently, I didn't realize. I that. think it's a rather densely populated area. Let's see. Population density is the. Fifth in the world. So there you go. Ooh. Yeah, 3,700 they do with COVID? 3, yeah. people yeah. per square how's, mile. How's Malta with COVID? Gross. Okay, Andy. Let's see. Malta COVID. I bet you can find it. Uh, they are doing quite well. Because they, they don't let anybody come in? Is that why? There's been nine deaths. <clears throat> so there How you have it. Yeah, nine and five hundred thousand. What's the rate there? Let's see. That's as point zero zero one percent. There you go. Point zero. Well, I mean, but wasn't that the biggest problem with with Italy because of the density of the population? I, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, Italy is not densely populated enough to have that be the explanation. Well, the explanation hmm. is so many Chinese people came, come and go to Italy that for is fashion. That's what I hear, yeah. For fashion, they buy, go to buy fashion. So many, many Chinese people with the, um, with the virus could have shown up to buy, you know, dresses and suits and all yeah. the rest of it. So many, many people could have infected people in Italy. That's true. And that's the big difference It's got there. a three-week incubation period, so I guess if you go there during, you know, that's, that's an extra three weeks of a lot of... Uh, tourism coming in and out. Right. So by the time Italy, like, by the time they started seeing it in Europe, you know, America, we had fair warning, whereas Italy yeah. did not. No, that's very true. You're absolutely right. We had fair warning and just sat there and looked at it. But I will tell you what, who so far has made a decision that was right on COVID-19? 100% right. Hey, that was a good decision. Who made, did anybody make one at all? I haven't really been paying attention. Because so far, all these predictions by doctors and this and that, and the other, they've all been wrong. That's how all it always goes. I know. It's Every ridiculous. time the experts tell you how we're all going to die, then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they get so whipped up about that stuff. So, Timmy, do you cover, uh, for anybody, do you cover television news as well? You mean uh, what the local folks say, or, or what do you mean by uh, National, local, whatever it is. Do you ever cover television news? No, no, I don't. Ed Henry got fired today. Oh, yeah. Well, I certainly follow it. Yeah, it was a sexual uh, what, misconduct. What was it? What did they call it? Sexual misconduct. Yep. They said yeah. Fox News chief national correspondent Ed Henry is out of a job following an investigation into a sexual misconduct claim or claims uh, there, there are more than one. So 
I don't know what that, but it's always the guys you would think would never do something like that. You know what I mean? He does seem dweebish, doesn't he? He seems like a dweeb, exactly. He just seems like a, a nice guy, you know, got out of college and got a job. And I guess it's happened before with him. He, apparently he had a, an affair with a cocktail waitress that his wife found out about. So oh. apparently Ed can't behave when it comes to the sexing it up deal, yeah, you know? I guess he just can't behave. What the hell? I don't really understand What's it. What's his name? Ed Helms? Ed Henry. Henry. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Yes, Ed Helms. Poor Ed Helms. <laughs> they actually kind of do look similar. Yeah, don't pick on Ed Helms. Ed yeah. Helms will play him in the TV movie. Ed Probably. Helms is a good guy. <laughs> Probably true. I think. Let's see. Ed Henry, age 48. Let's see if I can find anything about this uh, affair. Yep. I'll read this while you're looking. Fox News Chief National Correspondent Ed Henry's out of a job. Following an investigation into sexual misconduct claims, the America's newsroom co-anchor was suspended Thursday after the network received a complaint from a former uh, employee's attorney living uh, involve, uh, involving willful sexual misconduct in the workplace years ago. That might They might be talking about this, actually. Okay, what is it? Because Well, it's uh, an alleged... Was it 2017? 16. 16, okay. Yeah, it was a Las Vegas hostess and stripper. It's a good choice for an affair. Oh, dear God. <laughs> what is with his... Oh, so this is that same cocktail waitress. Yeah, it must be. I guess so. I bet it is. But he had an affair with her, so how is that sexual misconduct? Well, I would argue cheating is sexual misconduct. Well, yeah, but the, the law doesn't state it that, that way. Well, Yeah, they, you know, I didn't read the story. I just presumed it was within the workplace. Isn't that's that what I thought. Well, technically, it doesn't say he broke any laws. Well, they can't fire him then. They can fire you for any reason. No, they well, can't. Maybe, so they maybe fired he him was for like, having an affair? Maybe he was super lewd or something. I don't know. So you could be president of the United States in both the Clinton uh, White House and the Trump White House and have affairs up the butt. I don't well, I shouldn't oh, mean God. it that way. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. That's, that, was, yeah, that was not a good way to put it. That was a That's, very bad misspeak. Yeah. Have... Uh, I can't even say having you can have affairs coming out of your ass. That doesn't fit either. No. But lots of affairs. But apparently, if you're the president <laughs> of the United States, you can you can have sex with anyone you want, and nobody cares. But if you're a news anchor and have a uh, a consensual relationship with a cocktail waitress, you're you get fired. Well, there's differences. Well, it's, it's a this lot headline harder. says it says following sexual misconduct complaint by former employee. Oh, so it was against him. So I was going to say else. he must have. Yeah, Basically, okay. he's a sex addict. Oh, okay. But I'm so dweeby. Or just a gross human being. Isn't that the same thing? Uh, well, you can be both, and all sex addicts are gross human beings, but not all gross human beings are sex addicts. Oh. Well, how many is that now? Because it's so far, it's uh, it's uh, Bill O'Reilly. He was fired for sexual misconduct. Oh, oh, oh. Ed Henry, fired for sexual misconduct. You got uh, Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes fired for sexual misconduct, and then the fourth guy—I can't remember—he was the midday guy on Fox for years. <clears throat> He's pretty good at his job too, but he got fired for sexual misconduct as well. So that's at least four of them. And then you go over on the uh, NBC side of things—the you know the ultra liberal side of things. You got eight billion people, one of whom I had to play golf with once, and what a raging prick that guy was. Oh dear. What was the morning guy's name again? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. What a prick. Uh, oh, my uh, God, is he arrogant. Oh, really? Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, once again, he's a handsome enough guy, but he comes from a very wealthy family down in Florida. 
So he just thinks he's the greatest thing that ever happened. He's making like twenty five grand, uh, twenty five million a year. Oh they yeah, fired him. yeah, he was making tons of dough. So I don't know, I don't know what what it is about that whole deal, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting though because do they have proof this stuff happened? Mm, usually not. That's the thing. That's the problem I have with it. If you don't have proof, how the hell can you fire somebody if you don't have proof they actually did it? <clears throat> Well, they must have something because, you know, for now I'm looking at Business Insider. Right. Um, it says, received a complaint about Ed Henry from a former employee's attorney involving willful sexual misconduct in the workplace years ago. So whatever, there must be more than just the claim. I mean, because to fire yeah. somebody like that, you got to you you have, have proof. proof. you got to have proof. You're absolutely right. you got to know what's says, going on. It says Henry, who has been married to NPR journalist Shirley Hong since 2010, took time off from Fox in 2016 following reporting an extended affair with a Las Vegas hostess. Mm-hmm. Extended hostess. affair. Hostess, yeah. With the mostest, apparently. <clears throat> so she was a, a cocktail waitress and a stripper? Yes. Aren't they all? What Las Vegas, maybe. I was going to say, Las Vegas. So what do these guys do? Do they just go into you know the, the club and they see the woman and go, boy, look at the body on this one. I think I'll have an affair. I mean, Probably. What? Well, I so I watched the movie Hustlers, which was the one about the strippers that, like, uh-huh. whatever. J-Lo was in it. and Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, in the movie, they the strippers take certain men back to this like special room and the men will be like the champagne room yeah the champagne oh, yeah. room yeah absolutely and, yeah and the men in the movie anyway i mean obviously this isn't reality but i feel like it probably is what happens like a bunch of the men yeah we're like trying to have sex with these women all the time oh yeah i mean you don't go to a strip club if you're like a yeah. moral stand-up guy what do you mean i'm <laughs> sure fine individuals <laughs> yeah. yeah that actually was based on a true story yeah it was based yeah it was so yeah and they take them and they get their their minds obliterated and then take their credit cards and 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 max them out yeah. and they did that quite a bit and actually none of them ended up serving any jail time i mean this was a big time deal well of course they didn't but they yeah. all got out of it without without serving any jail time, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. That yeah, they were amazing. drugging these guys and, yeah, just, like, stealing their credit cards and buying all the stuff with it. That's so... Yeah, Ooh. I mean, we're talking the, the the credit cards. I mean, these guys, they took them for <clears throat> thousands upon thousands of dollars, yeah. if not more. Mm-hmm. Other than that, and, though, things went smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, you're talking about this, this deal with uh, Ed Henry. Yes. The Bombshell is actually a, it's a really good movie. It is a good movie. And it's about, um, uh, Charlie Theron plays Megan Kelly. Oh, it's that one. <laughs> oh, God, it's Megan we, Kelly. We should take a, a break here and come back because I want to hear all about this. That's where I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back. More. Can you, can, go, can you do another segment or do you have to go? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. You know, it's absolutely true. I got an itchy head. Well, that's good news. That's great. My head itches. Do I have lice? No. No, I don't know where I would have gotten lice. It is absolutely true. You know, Alex just pointed out something very, very true, that there's absolute proof that nobody has ever tried to perpetrate sexual misconduct on her. Do you know how she can prove it? It's actually not true. What? Because I haven't killed anyone. It's actually not true. <laughs> What's not true? People have perpetrated sexual misconduct on me. Not like, like what? I mean, like catcalling. If you could oh, call yeah, that, that sexual, well, yeah, it and is, I've but... been like in like you know like going out dancing with friends in college. Yeah. People have like grabbed at me, and then I flipped the f out on all of them. Grabbed you. Yeah. What do they grab you? I don't know. Just like touch your butt or like oh, put your arm around you and be like, hey, I'd be like, get the off of me. <laughs> I just, do you want to die love, today? I yeah. love how Tommy says, you know how? Because I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> exactly. I know. Because, I couldn't deal with no, that. Because I couldn't. I haven't killed anyone. I would, before you could even figure out that it happened, I would You'd blow my top. And when I was in New York and people would like cat call or like whatever, I would lose my mind. I'd scream at them and they'd be like, oh my God, she's a crazy bitch. And I'd be like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, I'm crazy. I would freak out and it was awesome. Yeah, I just... Uh... That none of my friends ever got involved in any of that stuff. I, I mean, obviously that I know of, but I would think I would know. I, I just was never around that treating women like, you know, dirt thing. That's, that's good. That's a good thing. But you would think in, in you know, an inner city neighborhood, people always think, well, oh, those people are all over one another. You know, that's what they think. But um, I don't know. Well, you're I, not going to do good with bombs, Jill, then, because watching John Lithgow as Roger Ailes, uh, he is really good. Oh, he's a great actor. Ailes. Oh, my God, is he good. Yep, he's a great actor. And he's just, you know, he kind of underplays, and Alex would tell you more, too. I mean, he's just got that sleaze oh, factor going I, on. Yeah, it is amazing how certain people, you're just like, are you actually so sleazy? Because, like, how could you do this so well without being a sleazy human Well, that's being? true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and then, you know, I mean, his whole deal was he would have the women turn around for me, turn around so I could get a look at you. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> creepy. So, he yeah. did do that. Freaking creepy. Even if I said that to Catherine, we've been married almost 36 years, even if I say, hey, turn around, let me, she'd go, don't you blow it out your ass, how she'd, about like, that? She'd, like, throw something at your face. <laughs> she would just throw stuff at me. <laughs> she'd turn around with a roundhouse right upside the head. <laughs> that's about it. Kick you in Yeah, the there'll head. be none of that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's really worth checking out, Tom. It it you know so Charlize is great. Um, I, you know I I'm, Nicole Kidman. She's Gretchen Carlson. Doesn't look as much like Gretchen Carlson, but doesn't look as much really like good. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, it's true. She doesn't. She looks very yeah. different. Yeah, and she. Uh, you know the only issue I have with movies like this is that 
Well, Margot Robbie, she plays the character that is like, well, who the hell is Kayla? I'm looking at the, the uh, IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Kayla Pos- Popsapil or whatever the hell her name is. Popsapil, I'm sure her name is Popsapil. <laughs> yeah, Pops. It's P-O-S-P-I-S-I-L, Pop. Popsapil. <laughs> Popsapil. <laughs> but uh, she's like an amalgam of, of different characters. Oh, yeah. People. And, you know, the, the issue with that, and I can see how people would have a problem with movies like that, is that, well, then all of a sudden you can invent scenarios <laughs> and, and dialogue and, and whatever, and it's not so much taken from somebody's direct account. Right. And a lot of movies do it. I understand why they do it. But, um, and, and there's no doubt that what happened to her character certainly happened with Roger Ailes. Right. But, you know, it's it's easier to, to, to you know, when you see Charlize Theron and she looks like Megyn Kelly, it's like, wow, this is, this is really compelling because you know that this happened to this specific person. It's just so sad that that stuff even goes on. I mean, seriously, isn't it just sad? Yeah. Yeah, well, it did. And does it still go on despite all of the changes that have been made? I mean, do you think that Hollywood is is squeaky clean right now? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's ugh. Yeah. see a movie like I, I talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. It's a movie called The Assistant. Uh, the the star of the movie is Julia Garner. She's the uh, um, Ruth Langmore on Ozark, and she plays the uh, an assistant to a guy that's. He's basically Harvey Weinstein, and mm-hmm. you never hear—you only hear him talking with her on the phone. You never see him, but basically, it's her and a couple other assistants making arrangements for his—you know, whatever the hell he's doing with these actresses. You know, um, arranging for meetings and lunches and hotel stays and and stuff like this, and and just the sleaze factor there. It was a really tough movie to watch, knowing that okay. Yeah, this is not the quote-unquote Harvey Weinstein story, but this is has to be close to the way it had to had to have been, you know, for yeah. for, for these people that worked with them, you know, that had to see this crap going on every single day, you know. Yeah, I know. How's exactly. Harvey doing in Sing Sing or wherever the hell? Where is he at now? Rikers? I know. I think he's at Rikers still, and he just got sued for another nineteen million. So that's good. Oh, that's mm. right. That's right. Yeah, so that's good that. news. That's, yeah, it is good news. Yeah, i got to tell you guys something. The balance that we're trying to achieve here in America just makes me laugh. Because now we've, we've, we've shifted everyone who's not white into the minority status, even though it used to be that uh, non-Hispanic Latinos were considered white people. Or non-Hispanic, yeah. The white, non-Hispanic or Latino population make up 61% of the nation's total, but with Hispanics and Latinos, it's 77% of the total. So they used to identify as as white people, uh, some of them, not all of them. But it's so funny, there's there's some new Hollywood, uh, I don't know if it's for the Emmys, the Oscars, whatever it's for, but they they very proudly announced that the people of color now on the committee is 38, 38% of the new people on the committee are are people of color and you think 38 percent i mean why did they why did they do 38 percent well the white population of america is 62 percent so basically right now in america it's white people as opposed to everybody else yep isn't that amazing that we allowed ourselves to be put in that position 
By that, I mean America, not white people. I mean all of America. Why would you ever allow that to happen? That it's, it's people of color and white people, and that's it. Those are the, the only two. And, you know, that, that would be Native Americans, Alaska Natives, black or African American. It would be Latino. It would be Hispanic. It would be Asian. The Asian population of America is not very high at all. No. I mean, there are not very many Asian people in America at all, which kind of shocks me. But, yeah, they, they hit the number right on the head. Okay, we have to get 38% people of color on the committee. I just, do you do they think this is going to work out by, by singling out white people as the devil, that that's going to work out? It's going to cause a well, civil war. It is. It's going to eventually cause a civil war if they don't stop it. I know that specifically what you're talking about. I believe the Oscars. It is, yep. It's the their Oscars. new you're membership. Right which might have gotten them to that number. See, because <sighs> the problem every year with the Oscars, or I shouldn't say every year, but the last few years, is that, you know, that they're saying there's not enough minority people being nominated. Right. Um, and so their solution to this is getting more, you know, inclusive, whatever, and inviting more minorities mm, right. into the membership. Well, last year that didn't work. Even though they they invited that, tried to, you know tried to even the playing field or whatever. However, they, they're trying to whatever they were trying to do, it didn't work. Right. What they don't realize is that this all starts at the top. I mean, if you want change, you got to go to the studios and the executives, yep. and and because right now, if you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll just make an argument on behalf of the minority. Minority folks that are mad but not being nominated. Well, if they're not being offered the opportunities, what do you expect? So that shouldn't be on awards voters to change. That should be on the studios. Right. It's it's their responsibility. So I, you know, by by you know making this committee you know more diverse or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Whatever. But it's not going to fix your problem because if if the product that you have to judge for those awards doesn't change. You're going to end up with the same numbers every year. No, so, you're absolutely right. You know, so that that's that's the, the thing that people don't address is that the change needs to come at the come, as it most often does. Change needs to happen at the top. It does indeed, Timmy. You did that hour blew by, man. I know it did. I know it did, and I and I hope I, I uh, uh, that made sense what I was trying to explain there because it just well, drives it me does. crazy. Yeah, I understand this whole uh, yeah this there the. Academy, you know what thing? One thing that they did that pissed off the uh, old membership was they were trying to kick some old members out. While now instead oh, yeah. they're just adding more. So it used to be about five, six thousand Academy voters, and I think now it's like eight thousand. So <laughs> there you <laughs> whatever, have it. Whatever. There you All right, man. Well, uh, hey, uh, I'll talk with you tomorrow morning on the queue. All right, Timmy. Thank you. All right, everybody else have a great Fourth of July. Thanks, Tim. Bye. 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 We will be back for hour two and Kristen Burt. No. Nope. She's not going to be on either? She mm. just messaged Apparently Cassie she can't and make she can't. What the hell running, is cooking? Running late on set. She's supposed to be wrapped by now, but she's going to miss. On two. set? What set? Uh, Legos? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Lego set. Yes. Maybe. All right, we'll be right back <laughs> with the family.